It's a little... Okay, yeah. let's get into it, babies. Hey, we're back. Season two. Let's fucking get oh, it. Fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck me running. All right. The following is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Names, characters, businesses, places, and incidents are either products of the Dungeon Master's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblances to actual persons living or dead or any actual events are purely coincidental. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Welcome to Season 2, folks. You might be wondering how we got here. The, okay, so for the year in between the the actual season two and the year that you guys combine the worlds and all that, a lot of stuff is going to happen. So we're going to play a little mini game. It's a little bit combination of like any Roll20 system and Tyler Powered by it, the apocalypse. Again, apocalypse system. Powered by the Apocalypse system. So essentially, we're going to do hard and soft moves. If you never like played Powered by the Apocalypse, essentially, the DM doesn't roll anything. They just kind of narratively describe things and set challenges and that kind of thing, make skill checks. And depending on how they roll, essentially, that's where the D20 system comes in. And instead of like, there's like hard moves that you roll for, essentially, in Powered by the Apocalypse. In this one, it's going to be degrees of success, essentially. And that will be by d20 and not by d6 yeah so by this year you guys are gonna have different character sheets instead of just like hit points and damage you guys are gonna be like growing and working on and fixing certain aspects of yourselves and so i kind of broke that down into i have a philosophy personal philosophy that like the human trinity so you have your mind body and spirit and so I kind of applied that to this, where you have certain characteristics like constitution, dexterity, and strength that make up your body, intelligence, technology I put in there, because I made technology, might as well toss that in there, and wisdom that makes up your mind. And then your spirit is wisdom, charisma, and constitution, which would be like wisdom 
uh, that would be like spirit saves and that kind of deal. And so that's how I kind of combined and broke down your uh, various skills. And I took like aspects of your characters too. like Wes. I specifically texted Tyler and I was like, is Wes good looking or is he like a, a, a more roguish charismatic person? So I applied a little bit of his charisma to his mind because he said he wasn't like good looking, but he like, you know, that kind of deal. So that is why you guys have your character sheets. Just a quick breakdown. Julie has eight body, five mind, seven spirit. Wes has six body, six mind, seven spirit. Cash has seven body, six mind, and seven spirit. That being said, when you take uh, inflictions or growth is what essentially you guys can do. You'll either take negative to those statistics or positive. So say you get, yeah, I don't know, shot at and you get hit. You take minus one body. Or you do well and you train yourself, you can take plus one body. And so that kind of helps with the uh, growth that you guys will have over the year. Um, If you hit one on body, mind, or spirit, you get an infliction. Okay, you can either choose an infliction or a penalty. The penalties are permanent things that will stick with your character throughout the game. So penalties are like you like miss a limb. That's one of the the penalties you can choose where you essentially just lose a, a ligament or a leg or something along those lines. You can be burned, crippled uh, for your mind, like weekend. So there's there's a whole bunch of different things that you guys can take that are uh, specific characteristics of your character after this year is over into the actual season two story arcs and whatnot. So when you're hurt, when you hit one on either body, mind, or spirit, your character has a chance to reset. So if you hit one on a characteristic, you can either choose an infliction or a penalty. Uh, an infliction is something that's not permanent, but if you hit one again, then you gain a penalty. And these inflictions have things that affect your, like, in-the-game year roles and whatnot. But you guys don't actually get to see what these inflictions are. I have, like, broken bone, bleeding, concussed, for body, frightened, anxious, traumatized. Like, I have different things. But you guys can't choose what the actual, like, thing it does to you is. I have a chart of what each one does, obviously. Um, But I want you guys to choose those off of narrative. If you decide to go for infliction. Another part of being hurt is growth. Because... Every time we are hurt, we have the opportunity to grow. So if instead you don't choose an affliction and choose a permanent penalty, you get a growth point. Growth points are what you will use to buy, quote unquote, different things you'll grow into. So I have ability score improvements. I have feats. Uh, There's assets, which are like little items that you guys can have going into your future seasons. And then if you get 10 body, 10 mind, and 10 spirit, which is a lot, I don't know if that'll actually happen, but you actually have the opportunity to get a level, like a whole character level. Hey, so O'Neill, the term two body growth points upsets me. Well, (laughs) Tyler, I'm going to have to tell you to fucking suck it up. So inflections, uh, growth, and then the penalties are like permanent things that will stick with your characters. And then healing, over time, you can kind of heal your characters. Like, if you're negative, if you're, like, at two body and you want to, like, heal up, you can go to a doctor and there's, like, a role that I'll have you make for it to see how many points you heal up. You can only do it once per arc that will happen in the actual story. So that'll give you time to heal up some of those more negative characteristics. So that way you're not constantly getting penalties because some of these penalties can be uh, crippling. Not crippling. None of them are, like, super terrible, but... Some of them can be bad. And you guys can see the penalties you get to choose. So I'm not going to like hide those from you. You guys can decide for your characters what you want to have going in the future. Um, I think it's also worth mentioning that what happens in the years is informed by what we told you. Yes, that is very true. Yeah, you guys, I essentially interviewed you guys, asked you guys what you want to accomplish during the year. I kind of have some stuff for you to kind of figure out. But I took 
ideas that you sent me and I kind of spun them into actual events that you can do. So we'll have a lot of that going forward. All right. So let's hop into this year, man. Uh, fuck. Here we go. All right. So the worlds collided at the end of November, which was a crazy catastrophic event. Phaeton and Gaia collided together, although there wasn't like an impact collision. It was more Phaetonians found themselves in Gaia suddenly. And obviously the world is big, but that's a lot of different creatures just appearing in places. Obviously, a lot of chaos ensued. It took the entire month of December. Christmas happened or didn't, depending on how you want to think about it. And eventually in January of 2020, which is where this year will begin, governments begin to move in motion. Obviously, the, the members of SWAT and the structure of SWAT was used to guide in this new era with the United Nations and certain things were enacted this way. One of the things that was kind of used to regulate this new transition was the Phaetonian Registration Act, which was specifically started in the U.S., U.K., and Quebec. And the Phaetonian Registration Act goes, all non-human creatures must be registered with the governments they are located in. Unlicensed use of paranormal, magic, or supernatural abilities is banned. In the U.S. specifically, a new paranormal police force was started, PETA, the Paranormal what Investigations and Defense Did they agency. have to get their license taken? Like, did they lose their trademark? Did they lose their it's, copyright? It's P-I-D-A. So it's actually, some people say PIDA, some people say PETA. 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 Uh, <laughs> oh, it's an I. oh, no. We're off to restart. And the Phaetonian Registration Act goes, all Phaetonians are hereby permanent residents of the locals in which they inhabit and therefore are beholden to their laws. Any unregistered Phaetonian creature not registered within the government via standard or survey will be classified as either beastly or hostile. Beastly are groups of creatures that do not seem to possess the intelligence to respond to these registrations. So think like uh, a weird Phaeton cow <laughs> versus hostile, which are humanoids or other creatures that are known to have this kind of intelligence to register but aren't by the deadlines given by certain governments. Creatures are also deemed hostile if they break any of the laws set out by these governments. Both of these outliers are allowed to be openly hunted by the licensed hunters that will come with the Paranormal Normalification Act, which is the second act that is started a little bit later into January to also regulate this new world. So the Paranormal Normalification Act is any and all use of magic, magic with a K, paranormal powers or any of the like is hereby banned except for use by government officials, peacekeeping agencies, investigative agencies like the FBI, and licensed researchers, explorers, and hunters. Licensing will be handled by the universal standard of culture and understanding set by the United Nations, i.e. SWAT, because again, SWAT was part of the United Nations. And that licensing begins at the, the training and the study and the beginning of like licensing procedure begins uh, in March is when that like the first ones are going to be set up. But we're not there yet. Yeah, so PETA is is started. People begin happening there. And so we begin starting out the year. Someone, please roll a D6 for me for humanity. Jesse, I think you should in get the us first started. part of this year. <laughs> oh, boy. For talking we humanity, go. that's got to be Julie. Are you using the new dice I got you? Let's just be very careful. Yeah, here you go. And this is a D6 luck roll in case anybody is wondering. That's a six, my guys. Let's go. A six. Oh, Let's go. Oh, that's great. Yes. Surprisingly, even though 
a certain president of the United States maybe was leading this charge. Barack Obama's seems, fourth seems term, go. surprisingly. <laughs> uh-huh. No, it, it seems the United Nations has a more heavy hand on the way this process works and the ways things are established. Uh, at first, in the be- in like December, all travel is just shut down. Like everybody is trying to figure out what the hell is going on in their governments and how they're going to operate. But by the beginning of January, things begin to ease up. Travel is allowed, uh, and it seems like life actually kind of begins to become normal again towards the end of January. Obviously, there's still problems with. Uh, like these more feral type Phaetonians coming to Gaia. There's different, very dangerous creatures from Phaeton coming to Gaia. Uh, and these things are being dealt with. But it seems as though by the lead of Elfame specifically, the Phaeton populace begins to meld with the human populace. And there are obviously still cultural problems and differences that need to be met. But it seems as though the integration is going well. And so we're going to start with your characters. Let's go ahead and have who wants to go first. So I have, I have one last thing I'd like to yeah. kind of request. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. So this is kind of because how I don't use Battlemaster and now I have Gwen. I was looking at the Psy Warrior and I don't want to completely get all their powers, but there's like the protective field where I could make like a psychic barrier in front of somebody. Yeah, we didn't talk about this exactly, but if you want to, you c- What's the uh, Psy Warrior? It's another um, archety- martial archetype. Like it- yeah, I see it. Let me, um, I'm just going to look at it real quick, and I'll see if it's uh, feasible for something we could do. Because you don't use Battlemaster a lot. Because this, lo- we- this looks like the psychic powers I have with Gwen. Perfect. Yes, you can. All right, so... You finish cleaning out your... Mother's house. What do you do after SWAT is disassembled? Um, so I am very curious about what happened. Like in this situation, the, mm-hmm. I feel like the chair members would get kind of job offers from the new organization because they are the ones who know how to run this kind of thing. Yep, it's the United Nations. And because yeah. you rolled that six on the... Uh, They're doing a mighty fine job of it. They're doing a great job of it right now. It seems like things are going smoother. It's it's almost as if SWAT had a contingency for this, even though that makes absolutely no sense. There was some contingency or something that they had a loose idea about. But I want to be in the United States. Huh? I want to be part of it. How do you want to be a part of it? Do you want to join the United Nations? Because that would be a lot. But if you want to. How about this? I'll make you an offer. Okay. But before I make you that offer, how are you feeling? Not good. I'll be honest. Um, A lot's happened. It's a lot of pressure to know that I'm the one who kind of split the world into two. Oh, your spirit avatar, you mean? Yeah. Like, I I watched that happen, and now I just watched it unhappen. Exactly. So that's a lot. Um, yeah, for sure. I'm still kind of dealing with the fact that my mom's dead mm-hmm. because I just kind of pushed that aside for a while. As you Julie is to, very good. Under- you haven't had time. Do you? Yeah, of course, because combat and also just life that Julie. I mean, lived. she immediately got into a car chase with the terrors. Exactly. Uh, and then there's 
I think a bit of working with Gwen, you know, like trying to figure out why did this happen? Why did the world or thing like, happen? No, like why, why, did the- why did Gwen end up in my head? Why did that happen? How can we get her out? How can I free her? Okay. Interesting. Go ahead and make another investig... Uh, nope. History check. Okay. I'll tell you this. From your conversations with Gwen, she has no idea. She was, I, I, as I far as she remembers, she remembers being a child. Like she has vague memories of being a child at some point, and then she was just in your head. Does the pip go on the bottom or the top? Uh, it goes on the ba- ba- bottom. Okay, it's a nine. Yes, bottom. Nine. Uh, sorry, nine plus one, ten. Ten. You're not. You don't know a lot about. Arcana and no, magic. I don't. You, there's no real. You don't know. You don't know how this happened. She doesn't know how this happened. You're kind of just at a loss. Let me go ahead and give you this offer. Can I? Can I real quick though? Can I show her the locket I found that has the photo of the, my dad and a woman in it? I mean, she saw it when you well, saw yeah, it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, is that your mom, basically? She gives yes. Okay. Did she rec- Does she recognize the other objects? The the needle and no. the Jesus. No. Okay. Okay. She has no idea. Do your thing. So, are you, uh, what are you doing, Amber? Wise. She said that she would like to stay with you. She wouldn't like to necessarily stay alone. Are you guys living together? Did you, Did you to her see place? that? Yes, that was at the end of the last session. God. Okay, well, well how big is her place? Much bigger than yours. <laughs> yeah, then I guess I'll go to her. Okay, cool. Because uh, it, it, it would be weird to have, um, like, I, ha- I have the house. Yes. And I don't, so I don't technically need the apartment, but I can, like, rent a room from her. Yeah, okay, yeah, you split the rent somewhat. You're packing. Your apartment, you're kind of getting ready to move all your stuff over to Amber's. Gwen's helping me. Just throwing that out there. Gwen's helping you. Do be warned, mind you, that the Paranormal Normification Act says that use of magic or mystical abilities is banned. So if somebody were to see you, they could report you to the Yeah, but uh, Gwen can can make herself go away. And no one can see her. But they could see a floating box. Okay. She's in the (laughs) bathroom, which is... You okay, can't sure. see anything, really. Okay, yeah, no problem. Just letting you know that. You get a knock at the door. Gwen, go away. In your head again. Okay. Hello? Uh, people. You open the door. Look, through, no, look through the people. Seems to be some sort of military personnel. I was going to say I answer it with like a gun behind my back. I'm not going to do that. Okay, you put your gun away. I have the, that you uh, had before. Yeah, I have the the chain lock still there, mm-hmm. and I open the door. But you know, you can't open it all the way because the all chain lock. Yeah, he kind of can I help takes you? it. Hello, uh, is this the? He has a clipboard. He says, "Is this the residence of Julie Davenport?" I uh, guess who's asking? He kind of tips his hat and goes. Hello, I am Major General Milo. We would like to talk to you about a potential job offer with the Paranormal Investigation and Defense Agency. 
obviously you're very skilled and I would uh, could I please come in yeah yeah oh okay close the door unlock the chain open the door he comes in takes off his hat um, you see, uh, can I get you something to drink I have no okay no no I'm I'm fine I won't be here very long just wanted to talk to you and perhaps maybe persuade you into joining our forces we uh first of all let me introduce myself properly he goes i am major general malo i am heading this branch of the paranormal investigations and defense agency here in the chicago and northern midwestern area and i was wondering if you would be interested in a position we got your file from the ex disbanded society thing that was I guess somehow shadow running all of this. That port isn't important. What is important is that you have a very, very, very interesting file and a very good rep, both in your ex-military years and your time at this organization. That's good to hear. We heard some tale of you organizing a very, I'll put it simply, chaotic group and you weren't given much aid. I I have some vague that ideas is, of how this true. was running. The organization to, as a whole was rather chaotic, but we we did what we could. And I'm sorry it what I'm I I'm sorry it wasn't more. He kind of gives you a, a grim nod and kind of chuckles and he says, <laughs> "Now I also know you have a past in the military and I know that you know things are supposed to be run tightly and we plan on doing that." I would like to offer you a lieutenant position. I would I would like that. Fantastic. We have a brief training and operation phase that I'm sure you will be able to pass with flying colors. And we're also looking for more recruits if you are looking to recruit anyone else for our um. defense agency. It is obviously a national branch with government benefits. You know the drill. Do they have to be human? Yes, unfortunately. We okay. are not looking to acquire any non-humans at the moment. We have a few human hybrid characters that could be an option, but purely non-humans, because of the Phaetonian Registration Act, we are not able to hire them at the moment. Question, O'Neill. Do I know if Amber already has a job? Yeah, she did have a job for a little bit. You don't know what she's doing currently. She was part of the kind of transition thing. Now that transition's over, you really don't know what she's up to. Okay. I, I do know somebody that might be worth looking into. Her name is uh, Amber Doherty. She used to be one of the heads of the through his of SWAT. She... Oh, yes. The uh, Doherty, I... Scorch? Yes, yes. Okay, yes, yes. I let's see. I don't have her on my list here, but it doesn't mean I can't add her to it. Uh she would, she was in a leadership position, so she does have those skills. Fantastic. Uh if she would also like to go through this operation, there's an interview portion, there is a training portion. If she would be interested, we'd love to have her. I'll I'll mention it to her. Fantastic. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Do you have any questions? He gives you a phone number. Thank you. Please, do not hesitate to call me. 
IMB also doing a little bit of the recruiting for our higher ups here. So the interview portion and the the operation portion will be headed by me and my subordinates. When should I expect to hear f- from you again? He goes, we will send you a date and location for you to come and to begin the process of transitioning to our team. Right now, the National Guard is stepping in as the base okay. system for ours. Obviously, you have plenty of military experience, so there will be not, especially because you're starting it at a lieutenant position, there will not be as much need for that basic training. But we will go ahead and contact you and send you the information you need. Understood. Thank you. He gives you another nod, puts his hat back on as he leaves, and shuts the door. So. Can I? Yeah. In my head, I want to talk to Gwen. Any thoughts? I... Work is work, I guess. I I don't seem... Doesn't seem to be anything bad. I mean, I have a slight distrust of people sometimes. Do you think that was all genuine? Um, roll an insight check. Oh, no. Sixteen. Sixteen. He seemed very genuine. He Fantastic. seemed like... I mean, the, the clothes he was wearing, the way he talked to you, very clear that he is some form of military. He said I'd be a lieutenant, and my highest rank previously is second lieutenant, right? Yes. So that would be a promotion. Yes, it would be. He, he, he. So, you go through the process? Yeah. Okay. Do you recruit Amber? Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna send a text message to say, want to join military, question mark? She said, she texts back, what? Got offer from military, you in? She says, this is not a conversation to be happening over text. I call. <laughs> she says, she, you call her. Uh, the phone rings for a bit. She says, why are you are like you this? <laughs> Julie, what are you uh, joining the military? What are you, are you re-enlisting? Is that what uh, you're doing? It's a, the new group called PETA. The paranormal. Oh, right. I mean, it seems like I'm done with the transition. I have an offer to go work for the United Nations, but if I'm going to stay here, I th- could. I. It depends. You got an I offer just, from the UN, though? I don't want to take it. It's more busy work and oversight. See, I, Julie, I'm so tired of this council position, and now that SWAT no longer exists, I don't want to be a part of that world anymore. I was thrust into it at a young age, and I and have washed my hands with it. Well, if you want to go back on the field, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm interested. Uh, I'll go with it as far as you will. Are you packing up still? Uh, yeah. Okay, I will see you when you are ready to bring the boxes. Do you want me to bring the carpet to help? or Is the carpet, question for you, Anil, is the carpet mm-hmm. still allowed? Fair point, actually. She does not say that. She goes, um... I have my just- own car. Yeah, okay. Just let me know and I'll meet you down. Actually, actually, O'Neill, was my car like totaled in the car chase? Oh, I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, it was totaled. (laughs) It wasn't totaled. What year was it? I think 2002. Oh, it was totaled. (laughs) (laughs) The the car damage, the, the door damage and all that, it wasn't worth repairing. Okay. So you have the insurance money from it, but the car itself is not legal to drive. I mean, it's not a lot of insurance money. It's a 2002 car 
Well, not the worth sick. is de- degraded, but up to you. You know what? Um, I will. I will look at how much I have. I do the car. I told. I said Julie has is literally the car I have. Yeah. I will look up how much it's worth, and okay, I'll sure. I'll do that for you. Okay. Um, you don't need to do that now, though. You can just yeah. get picked up by Amber's car, and she, she has she enough have a money. Car? To, she has enough money to buy a car if she can't use her carpet. Okay, fine. She was a council member. She. She made good money. Okay. I didn't <laughs> uh, No, I mean, yeah. Uh, she picks you up. You guys move over. You begin the process of joining PETA. Uh, there's an interview process. You go over your bona fides. You talk a lot about how you organized and ran your team, how you were eventually graduated. You explain a little bit of the system of how SWAT worked. The person who interviews you is very curious. He goes, ah, I, they didn't give you information on your no what the hell man this the more i hear about this he keeps on writing the more <laughs> yeah, I hear now about you this see place, why this it is, failed it's understandable that's why we're in this shit now we had should have had competent people <laughs> running this thing from the beginning i that's don't know why they decided to keep this secret anyway well this is interesting i'm sure you will be fine in this there's a practical part of this as well physical training as well as a, a actual practical exam that you will have to do eventually as well so Keep a lookout for that. We'll keep in contact with you. And they do, of course, because they are a well-oiled machine at this point. This this kind of leads into February. Amber also goes through this process. And you both eventually go through training and the basics, you know, how you have to do when you join the military mm-hmm. or a military force. And eventually you get to this practical exam. What class is and, Amber? Uh, what do you mean? Like in D&D terms? Yeah. Sorcerer. Because she, I imagine she can't use her magic anymore, right? Somewhat. When you get into the PETA training, you you come to learn that you become licensed as a government agent. Okay. So, so under it, the Paranormal it, Normification Act, you can then begin using magic items again. So, like, we haven't passed the exam yet, so I imagine we don't have that ability. But is she would she be allowed to use her magic on the exam? During the exam, yes, she will be. Okay. Because it's, it's kind of like getting you into the practice. It's a government oversaw thing right so yeah the government's doing it then it's also fine. can i point you know out the works. government would definitely give me a weapon that's coming up don't worry thank you you're not in it yet you haven't been admitted yet this is the test are you ready yeah so as a part of this exam you are essentially they have this like cool hologram system it's kind of similar to the jeff bezos like hologram system that you saw before although obviously the drones aren't attacking you <gasps> <laughs> but you are run through this exercise and you are put under the charge of this captain that is running this exercise as a lieutenant you are put as a private for the purposes of this exam okay for the purpose you are briefed on this this mission you're going on that there is some sort of magical ritual happening in which there is the center perp who is the head of this group and this cult essentially is trying to do something to disturb the balance of magical forces. You don't know a lot about the limits of this cult and what they can do, but you know that if they succeed in whatever they're trying to do, they could wreak some serious casualties in the area. So your job is to essentially search and destroy you are given commands by the lieutenant to move in. And as you are moving in the target, you know that the, the the unknowns of their abilities differ. As you begin to close in on this base, a firefight breaks out. It's very, seems very, very realistic. The gun you shoot seems to have real ammunition or something of the sort where it feels like you're actually shooting a gun and it feels like the targets are shooting at you. But as soon as you see one of your squad mates gets hit, there's a flash of red 
and they're just covered in this red paint, essentially. But as you push to the center of this thing, go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw for me. I think I'm good at those. You should be. Wow. Never mind, I'm not. You're not? No. Did you make a dexterity saving throw? I had strength saving throw. Damn. Or I think... Yeah, strength and constitution. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's roll? an 11. An 11? Uh, I could re-roll you... it, but I don't think I need to. I would... For the sake, because this isn't this isn't one of those things where okay. it's uh, it's a story thing. It's not necessarily. But I have to reuse. The, I have to use a re-roll. So. Well, I yeah. Eleven, you can assume doesn't pass. <laughs> what did you roll? Nat twenty. Oh boy! So you see one of these things pull off the pin and throw this grenade. You manage to duck out of the way of it, and the rest of your team does because you roll a natural twenty. Everybody yeah. Uh, you all manage to find cover as this thing explodes, and you guys continue through the firefight as you push through. Take plus one mine. Yeah. As you push through to the center, you see what is what seems to be some ritual happen. You see what appears to be a leader growing this bright shade of something you can't really tell, and you see other figures gr- glowing black. And as you approach through the fighting, you see one drop, and then the center begins to grow a little bit brighter. And then as you continue to push through, you see another one drop and the center gets to glow brighter. And there's only about three of these people left now. And you begin to move in a tactical position where you get your sights lined up. But just as you line up your sights, the captain tells you to hit the deck. What do you do? I hit the deck. You hit the deck. You get down onto the ground, kind of hot behind this pillar. And as it does, you see the captain throw a charge and another private shoots it. And as it the ceiling, falls down explosion that happens within the thing and it's contained because of the ceilings collapse and you assume that whatever was underneath these guys and whatever these guys were doing was contained because of this explosion you still take like pelts of these things and you would take minus one body if this wasn't an exercise but because of the way this thing worked you were able to succeed in this you pass this exam with flying colors yay and you go on to the final portion of this thing you are told that you will be getting your rank as lieutenant, but there are still some mental and uh, power set things that you have to have checked first. Okay. Okay. You go into the first mental examination, and it's it's very simple. It's not like Rorschach tests, but it's kind of a, a psychic uh, evaluation. And so they kind of go over all of your things. Do you disclose that you have Gwen, I'm assuming? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna... Okay. You disclose that you have Gwen. The the doctor here, she is Dr. Astroff. She goes, okay, that is very interesting. Um, of course, we will have to figure out how to make sure that she works within our, our thing. Uh, I will she, need to. She can't go too far from me. That is fine. That is fine. Uh, please. Yes, let's, let's continue this evaluation. As you continue the evaluation, there is an eye exam. There's an ear exam. And I need you to make a wisdom saving throw, please. That's a six. That's a six. Okay. You finish the exam. Everything seems normal. Great. Hello, this is your DM here. DM obviously stands for... Hello, this is your DM here. DM obviously stands for data miner, which is what I am. I'm in those, you know, those... Crypto fields, mining away, getting my Bitcoin, digging away for daddy bees bows and the Zuck father. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of You Might Be Wondering How We Got Here. If you like what we do, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at YMBW Podcast. And we also have a TikTok and like LinkedIn, I think now. It's, it got really weird while I was away. Um, <laughs> um, and also, if you like what we do, you can read us five stars on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we will use your name of the show. Another way we can use the name of the show is tweet or Instagram, I guess, about the show using the hashtag YMBW. That's the hashtag symbol YMBW. And we will use your name in the show. Uh, we have plenty of character names we have pulled for the season two already, and we are still going strong. We're still in the first arc, technically. So we're not too, too far ahead. Um, but I think you guys are really going to like this arc. So just a little bit about this arc. Um, this kind of went on a little bit longer than I thought it would. Uh, so this will probably be around 12 episodes of this like kind of mini game. Um, just covering the year and, and doing some time jumps and whatnot. But I think you guys will really, really like where this ends up. So uh, keep keep listening and share it with your friends. Uh, if you have friends that you're like, ah, I don't, it's, it's been 69 nice episodes and I don't know where they can go. Well, the previous episode episode zero context is a fantastic place to get them onboarded because it pretty much summarizes the entire summary beats that will be in the season two and it also if you're like hey it's been what has it been like three months four months at this point i don't remember anything then episode zero context is also great for you to get you just like a little a little refresher on what the arcs and what they did um but yeah i've been talking for a little long uh again if you want to support us you can go to our patreon patreon.com slash ymbw podcast where we got some bonus content for you and some other treats if you want some higher level rewards and as always thank you and tweet us show using hashtag ymbw and get back into the episode uh so you complete your training because of the way you know military life is and the way you kind of have to constrict your body and mind grow but your spirit you know, takes a beating from having to do all this stuff. And you, you, you've you, been kind of loosey-goosey with SWAT for so long that you... Are you going to give me a minus one to spirit here? So you get a plus three to body and mind. You get a minus three to spirit. Oh, my God. Okay. And that's where you're at. I feel like... Is there a maximum for these values? So once you hit 10, you get a growth point. Because I just hit 11 for body. So you go to your regular body now. So you'd be at nine now. So you're going to get a lot of body points because your body's already just high. Yeah. But you're also, because of the dangers, you might, you know, lose a lot of body. So you're at nine now with body and you have a growth point in body and then mind. I don't know, whatever you're at with mind. Uh, nine. So if you get one more mind, you get a growth point for mind and then you reset back to normal. Okay. But then you have a negative three in spirit. Yeah. So I have a four in spirit right now. Okay. Yeah. So, you finish your training, you finish your interview, and you're given the first lieutenant spot. After you finish all of these things, you talk to Amber. And she goes, she kind of looks dejected as you guys kind of meet up after this session. What's wrong? It was stupid. It was a, the, the, I don't know if they gave you the same thing, but they gave me this test where we had to rush in and, you know, it was a search and destroy Standard practice, right? Yeah. I went in. I did my thing that I do. I went in. I searched and destroyed. And they failed me. They failed you? What What did they say? Why? <sighs> Apparently, I didn't follow the correct orders, but I, I saw the opportunity to take down the guy, and I took down the guy. 
This isn't SWAT. You you can't go on your own anymore. Yeah, but if like, I, if you have the opportunity to, you, yeah, you should always. I, I lower my voice. When you're in the field, you'll be in charge. You just got to get through training. Apparently, I won't. They offered me the highest they said they could offer me is first private or second private. Second private. You can be in my squad. I and don't I'll let you be do private. No, but I'll let you do what you want to do. She kind of pinches the bridge of her nose. And That'll says, just be your title, but we'll be partners. I just, I, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> she, she kind of laughs and she says, I, this is just busy work at this point. I think if you stick it through, we, we can come out on the other end, you know, where we want to be. Make a, make a persuasion check. Don't leave me, Amber. Don't leave me here alone. Critty fail. It's a critical fail. You know what I have to do. I do. She dumps she goes, me. <laughs> Hold on a second. She goes, she kind of, you see her shoulder. You see, she's kind of been tense this entire time. And she's been tense for a while. You've noticed that. Like, she just has this tension about her. And you've noticed that she always just kind of has this tension. For the first moment in a while, she actually, like, relaxes. And she kind of sighs and she goes, and she teleports away. (laughs) I'm leaving you. No, Uh, she goes. I don't like you anymore. (laughs) You've been mean to me. You've never been nice. I don't know why we're friends. No, no, no. This is what happens. She goes, Julie. I've been working in this. She kind of just motions to the general field since I've turned eighteen and took a council spot. So have I. I've never had a time but i've never had time to just be me to i don't know like go maybe i want i I might go to college or something i never went to college i have the opportunity now to be i i don't i I have an opportunity to be normal for what you want to go take the sat maybe i don't know julie i just i've never had time to be amber doherty i've always been amber scorch do you do you understand I guess. It doesn't mean that we can't, you know, be together still. But it means I can't talk to you about what I do. Yes and no. Come on. If you can't tell me what you do, I will be able to read it off you. You're like an open book. Excuse me? She, she's laughing and, and being sarcastic at this. And she's, yeah, you, you have the worst poker face I've ever seen. That's not true. <laughs> she chuckles at this point and says, yeah, then let's play poker sometime. <laughs> You're on. Uh, at this, no, she kind of chuckles. I want West there. <laughs> He'll tell us who has the best poker face. All right, bet. Uh, I've I've heard West has been kind of busy doing things, and uh, I heard he had some weird accident. I I don't know exactly, but wait, what? I guess he he's been digging his nose into things that he, I don't know. We'll figure it out. That, that, by the way, at this point, it's like February. Get, we're getting close to to March at this point. Okay. But she says, "Yeah, we'll 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 ring up Wes. We'll see if we can maybe get in contact with him." I already he's he's living in at Michael's place, so I don't know. Oh. Okay. But yeah, uh, hey. You got it, right, though? You got it? You got the position? Yeah, but 
I mean, well, if you're not... let's go celebrate. No, this is no. great. This is amazing. This is no, what you wanted. But but you didn't pass. I don't want to celebrate. <laughs> Fuck the the me passing. It was just something I was trying out. You know, I I could still take this UN job. They're still you know knocking at my door. But I also just like it's it's listen. It's my liberation and your celebration. Let's go. Let's go have drinks on me. Come on, I'll pay. You don't have a job. I'll pay. I'm so rich, Julie. I was a council member for six years. I'll pay. What was what was your what did they pay you? Uh she does a little side cheek scratch. She says, Don't don't worry about I don't want to seem bougie or anything. It's oh, okay. I, and I paid some for, you know, Papa's living expenses. But it's it, I am going to be fine for a while <laughs> don't forget i i was paid in gold so right okay you all go out have a celebratory dinner yeah you eventually meet your crew you are assigned there's a big kind of ceremony for all the lieutenants and second lieutenants and uh captains that are kind of given out and there's a big speech that goes on uh, by Milo. Thank you all for coming he's, to wait, this. He's induction. a major general, right? Yes, major general. So it's two star. Okay. Uh, this is a little bit different from like National Guard and all that stuff. The, the way the systems work. That way, I have a little bit of a ex- excuse to be wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he, he's running this sector of PETA essentially, and he goes, "Thank you all for coming to." Uh, let me get my voice in. <laughs> <laughs> voice crack. La, 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 la. La, 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 Thank you all for coming today to this ceremony. Don't worry, we'll have drinks and food in a moment, but I just wanted to congratulate you all on your new positions here at the Paranormal Investigation and Defense Agency. The world has become different. And he kind of smiles and, and everybody kind of chuckles at that. That's an understatement, obviously. But we are here to retain normalcy. Humans have lived their entire lives without knowing that magic is real, monsters are real. We've been hidden in the dark for too long. And now, here at the Paranormal Investigation and Defense Agency, we all will be the light that guides humanity into this new phase of life. And we're doing a damn good job. And everybody kind of cheers and claps Yay. and hoops and, and everything like that. And it says, now, uh, we'll, be, we'll be assigning you to your squadrons and lieutenants. You'll be giving your crews. Let's, uh, let's do the meet and greet and then uh, head on to the festivities, shall we? And everybody kind of does the thing. And then you guys are brought out into this warehouse-sized area because there's about, like, 2,000, 3,000 people in this one induction ceremony. Mm-hmm. There was like a hundred or so of you like in the lieutenant's like first speech area, but then you are brought out into this bigger area and you see different people. You're all in uniform at this point, different people. And your uniforms are like this this white, essentially like it's a combination of military like combat uniform style and the more arcane like armor things. That's what your battle suit is. This is just a standard like military uniform that kind of goes off of that. Okay. You go and you meet your crew. Your first, your second lieutenant, which you met in the earlier one, his name is Chris Greaves. He's a dark-skinned, 
shaved head. Uh, he's about the same height as you, and yeah, he's he's your second lieutenant. He's a little bit older than you, but that's not going to be a problem. Uh, then you have your sergeant, Sergeant Thomas Curtis. He's a slightly chunky. He's a little bit like you know, he's not fat by any means, but he's a little chunkier. He's shorter, shorter than you. Not like so much shorter than you, but a little shorter than you. He's glasses. He's your like technical operative. Then you have Alice Wynn. She's your first private technical aide, so she's mainly working with Sergeant Curtis. She's like medium-sized, around your height, slim Asian woman. Then you have Dan Spitfire Perez. He's your first private. He's your artillery expert. Are you writing these down? Yeah, I am. Okay. <laughs> uh, tell me if I need to go slower or repeat anything. And then you have I feel Gus. like I feel like you should just send me the list of names and I what they do. I will send to you. Yeah. Uh, so you can you just have... go through it for the for the audience. Yes. Uh, and then you have Gus. He's your specialty. He's your specialist and your heavy artillery. And Gus is a big man. He's about seven and a half feet tall. Massive guy. And uh, you've seen him training with his, like, in his combat thing. He's given, as, like, part of his package, he's given this, like, huge gun. It's, like, f- almost five feet long. And it does crazy amount of damages. And he's your he- heavy artillery expert. And you are also issued a special weapon. You are given a sniper rifle. Thank you, O'Neill. And here it is. So for the audience, this sniper rifle is a plus two range attack. It has a D12 of damage. The range is 3,000 feet. You create it on a 19 and 20. You have infrared vision, and it's pump action reload, which means it's just a bonus action to reload. Two shot. Okay. Uh, can you remind me, do we still have Elfame's Blessing? That went away, yes. right? We do. No, we still do. That's a permanent What was it? I forget. Character. You have the handgun expert, which means essentially you can reload as a bonus action. And, Wait, I uh, do? get some other stuff. Yeah, it, I'll, I'll reset it. I don't, have, it's a, it's I don't a, like have that on my sheet or whatever. We, it was something that happened in the middle of it, so you didn't. Have, I don't think you okay. have time to run it. Yeah, it send, me, I'll, send me I'll that. send it to you again. It, it's something. It's a. It's a modified crossbow expert, which is nice. the, the okay. version, So, but yeah. So essentially, you kind of get a little bit of that uh, champion where you get you crit on a nineteen and twenty, and then also it's a plus. You get plus to the damage and to the actual attack. Super long range and infrared vision, which means night vision, dark vision, Sick. when you're using the the gun. You are treated well. Is there anything else you want to do for this first period? No, I'm good. Actually, there is one thing. You're Uh-oh. settled in now. You're in your office. You guys, so your your job is almost similar to the same job you had at SWAT. Oh, you're Lord. Doing... I wasn't good at that job, O'Neill. Can I even do one? <laughs> <laughs> you're still like, you're, you're, you do, so it's, it's part of that job you have an office where you do research and you do studies and that kind of thing so that way you can kind of be ready to handle whatever threat you're doing you also go on patrol with your unit and kind of handle various areas of chicago and the suburbs outside of chicago that kind of deal you also obviously do combat if necessary you haven't had a lot of that right now but a few skirmishes here and there you're also like a policing agency so you arrest they folk that are breaking the law and then they are deemed hostile and either put in jail or going to trial, that kind of deal. I mean, all of the prisoners from SWAT broke out, right? Yes, that is, yeah. So do we have like a top 10 most wanted list in the lobby? You definitely do. Like in the uh, break some room? Some of them are, are given from the, uh, yeah, in the break room. Some of them are given from just 
creatures that SWAT knows are dangerous, and some of them are just kind of folks that have done things and have escaped. Can I, like, where is Lacuna on that priority? Make an investigation. Uh, make a Google check. Screw you, O'Neill. She's not on the top 10, I'll tell you that much. Screw you for making me doing a tech check. That's a 12. 12? That's Actually, wait, enough. let me make sure I don't have... Did I get rid of that minus one? I can't remember. You... I did. I did at some yes. point. It's a 13. 13. Yeah, look, you at, find... look at that world of difference right there. <laughs> I mean, it does help a little bit. You find her. She's on the list. She's very low on the list. Like, in the <laughs> thousands of interested people. She's not even... She's not ranked on dangerous people. Okay. Some of the more dangerous people look pretty freaking dangerous and you've heard a couple of them being is taken Wes's mom still on the list of prisoners or did they she is she's she's not in the top 10 but she's in the top 20 is there any of reports of, of interest. her make a I'll let you make a insight check to kind of listen in and like just pay attention or you can make a that one will be harder to do obviously or you can make a google check again and try to just see I want to do insight data. okay it's going to be harder. It's going to be a bit harder. Okay, yeah, I didn't do it. It's a nine. Yeah, you, you don't hear anything about the, the Reaper or this this person they, they claim to hear about. Cool. I, uh, no, so actually, Nelson. You want to investigate what happened to Nelson? Yeah. Uh, how are you doing so? I want to ask my superiors. Okay. They. I'm telling you, he was, he was an asset. He was incredibly, he was the most talented person I've ever met. Okay, he, yeah, for sure. He can build all sorts of equipment to help okay. us. He builds all sorts of things to help us. Make a persuasion check to see how far they go into looking for it, and I, that will say how far you, you get understanding of it. Because it would take them actual, like, digging and looking into okay, yeah, it for six. them to be able to. Six. You ask them about it. You ask them about like a person. Okay, can I look really up have... his dad? He is on the interest board. Where is he on it? Above the Reaper, like 13, 14. And okay, there's, I'm gonna click, hold on. The council members who died are Michael. Michael. Papa, Beesbos. Papa, Beesbos. Then, did the enchantment chair get away? Seems to have perished. See, presumably dead. Okay. With, with Papa. Okay. Those are they are presumed to be dead. They were not recovered. Okay. They fell into the outlands, presumed dead. Yeah. Go ahead, and just make a general history or insight check. Well, it's, it's very low DC. Just you need to roll for it though. Yeah. Just to find out more information. I will say the conjuration chair is out of the picture right now. Okay, because you said I could do history, I'm going to do that because I get the plus one. Mm-hmm. So it's a 17. Oh, yeah. He is in a coma. The, sorry, the which conjuration chair? chair. Conjuration chair. Is he, in a coma. That's Ethan? Yes, Ethan Garcia. Yeah, that's the same. Can I ask what the other chairs are doing? Jack, I want to ask. I want to ask Amber that because she would know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, you, you ask Amber. She goes. Um, Jack is working with the United Nations as part of the 
medicine thing. I don't. They're doing some initiate like that, and also to understand what parts of necromancy can be used versus not. He's kind of working on the the licensing aspect of it. Uh, who else was there? Um, who else was there? Sarah. Uh, there was Sarah. 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 Sarah is working with the. There's no other way to put it. The artificers branch of the United Nations now. They're trying to hunt down various items. It's there. You should be hearing something of it eventually coming from PETA. There's always stuff going on with that. Um, Sarah, Amber, Jack. Is that all of them? AZ. Is huh? Uh, illusion. Oh, uh, yes. And no one's seen him, but we think that's yeah. okay. <laughs> and the illusion chair, uh, I haven't heard much from. He kept his identity hidden. Did Cash tell you that it was Mr... What, I, actually, and you know what? Here, let me fix Mr. AZ? Yeah, I, I, he kept his identity secret. I mean, could you get I a message? I know who it is, but I can't divulge that Could you get a message out to the transmutation chair? Of course. What would you like to tell her? Well, you know, Nelson went missing. And he's a brilliant, oh, right. he was a brilliant artificer. Yeah, I'll see what she knows. I'll, I'll make sure to, Or at least know, for her, her team to keep writer. a lookout. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm sure could help them. something happened with Nelson. He was counted in one of the casualties, so he I'm was? Sure something happened to him. Yeah, you you didn't know? No. You saw you did see Nelson go down. I thought he was just powered down. Oh, he Amber, if you didn't know, he's a robot. Okay, I. You know what? You keep on dropping this information on me. Can you at least preface it? You've never with, asked drop... me about the dinosaurs. I'm just saying. Because I honestly, Julie, I don't want to know. You know, the fun part about the dinosaurs is the others don't remember it. Only I do. Which makes me think you made it up. But we'll talk about <laughs> it later. Um, she goes. You say that, but one day they're gonna turn up on our doorstep, and you'll. If if you're right, you know what? I owe you something. Deal. You get to decide. Sarah won't get back to you until the next quarter. The next event happens. Okay. So I will save that for that. You hear as you're working in your office. Uh, Lieutenant Davenport, could you please report to Major Malo's office, please? Lieutenant Davenport, Major Malo's office. Okay. I look to the other people in my office who are on my team, right? Yeah. I imagine I have, like, you know how um, Nick had his, like, thing on the side of our office? You essentially have the same. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I look to them. Did one of you guys do something? Uh, Dan goes. Don't look at me. His hands are up. You, Dan is kind of a a, a bit of a hothead, but everybody else <laughs> kind of glares at at Dan. But he's like, I, I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. Do you report to Major yeah. Malo's office? <laughs> no, I ditch. No, I go to his office. Uh, you report to Major Malo. You see, there's about four or five other people there. You can tell that they have like a, a they have like smirks on, and uh, <laughs> and you, Major Malo is also kind of hiding a, a bit of a, a grin, and he goes, um, <laughs> uh, Lieutenant Davenport, please uh, take a seat. Uh, yes, sir. Do you want to tell me? why there is a statue of you in the middle of suburbia, Illinois, telling everyone to bad-mouthing you, essentially. Just 
talking the worst, pardon the French, shit about you. Um, Do you have any idea why that is? It's me? Make a history. Yes, make a history check for me. Because there's a part of me when you said that, O'Neill, I was like, crap, do you mean Clarissa me? No, not H- that. History check, you said? Yes. Twelve. Twelve? That's fine enough. You remember when you're in that chase with the uh, terrors, you threw a magic bean? Oh, no! <laughs> I like, sir, I have no... Oh. <laughs> it's... Lieutenant Davenport. Question, O'Neill. What did I do with those beans? Like, do because I didn't use them all. You still have a few. But I don't remember I, how many I, you have. We'd have would to go I back have, and count. Question: Would I have had to? Did they like ask me to turn in my magical items? Nope. You have them. They're if they are your assets, you, they are your assets. You are now fully licensed to use okay. magic and, and do all Sir, that. Sir, at some point, I got these magic beans that do something when used. I was in a situation where I had to use one to cause a distraction to get myself out of a really bad spot, and that right. must have been it. He waves his hand at you. I mean, at least a giant, it wasn't a giant it. tree monster that time, or or it blew out someone's teeth. It didn't do that, so. <laughs> Everybody in the office at this point begins laughing, goes, <laughs> Lieutenant Davenport, listen, if, it's, if those beans are dangerous, I would recommend not using them unless you have to. Obviously, you are licensed, and it is your prerogative. I will say, inform us when you do, so that way whatever I, I it will, creates could be... This, this was before uh, Understood, this. understood. I, I, this was in November. It's this, The statue has been taken care of. It's just a very It's been destroyed, hilarious, correct? It's being dismantled, yes, okay, as we good. speak. What was it you saying are, about me? You are dismissed. It was... Uh, it. <laughs> everybody begins kind of chuckling to themselves... I don't know what you did to this statue, Lieutenant, but it hates your guts. I didn't do any. I didn't even know it existed. I figured. Ha, ha, ha.